You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. All right, my friends, welcome back to the show. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and for listening. So support for this episode comes from my friends at Four Sigmatic. If you are looking for a coffee alternative or something else to change up your caffeine routine, Four Sigmatic makes my fave mushroom coffees and mushroom elixirs. So the mushroom coffees are actually coffee beans with adaptogenic mushrooms. And the mushroom elixirs are just really awesome mixes of adaptogenic mushrooms and some herbs and some organic stevia leaf extract. Plus, one of my favorite things is that when you order from on their online store, you get this tiny little cute handbook that explains how to use their mushroom elixirs and mushroom coffees. And it is just the tiniest, cutest little thing. And they have little pictures inside and it always makes me smile. And even though I've read the little booklet like a million times... Every time they send me something, I always read the packet. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to give Four Sigmatic a try and you want to give something else a try other than traditional coffee, then you can totally give Four Sigmatic a try. And if you shop on their online store, you can use the promo code KellyTrack, which is just all one word at checkout to save 15% off your order. Now for this episode, I am so excited to welcome my friends Christy Bartelt and Anna Salazar. This is such a fun episode. Oh my goodness. We all met through Jess Lively's Flow with Intention class. And I've been so fascinated by these new healing modalities that Jess talks about, you know, theta healing, RTT, you know, the different kind of stuff. Obviously it gets way more extreme if you go up to like ayahuasca. I haven't done ayahuasca, but <laughs> we talked today about what this stuff is like and understanding more about entering the subconscious mind, which is something that's been really fascinating me lately and what I have been really diving into in my own personal studies. So this episode is super fun. And before we get going, Christy Bartelt is an avid meditator, certified hypnotherapist, and rapid transformational therapist trained by the incredible Marissa Peer. Christy guides her clients to freedom from the issues that's holding them back and releases them from their subconscious belief patterns and shows them how to upgrade their lives. She successfully works with motivation, self-worth, addiction recovery, depression, anxiety, phobias, money blocks, and health issues. She's also the mama to two sweet and spicy young boys. Now, Anna Salazar is a multi-passionate human. She is a marketing professional, food blogger, bread baker, avid reader, and yoga fanatic. Her endless curiosity led her to find Theta Healing as a powerful tool for growth, self-development, and service to others. She's originally from Colombia and now lives in Peru with her husband and two cats. I hope you enjoy this episode and it's perfect for you if you are looking to learn more about your subconscious mind and the different brainwave states and how to unlock more of what's in your mind. I had the honor and the pleasure of working with both of them for a session and if you are looking for an RTT therapist or a theta healer, I would 100% recommend these two ladies. I had the best results. They were super phenomenal and magical with both of these women and if there's something that you're looking to release in your life, I would encourage you to explore this. You know, this was something I totally flowed into and I totally adored it. So we're going to just jump right in because Anna and Christy have a ton of juicy nuggets to share with you. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Christy and Anna. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited about this. Um, we finally made it work. <laughs> only, <laughs> only a couple of technical difficulties. So we all we all met through Jess. So I want to ask you guys before we get in, what some of your favorite ways are to get into alignment. So Christy, let's start with you. What do you have any fave ways to get into alignment these days? You know, my favorite has always been meditation. It just really drops me into that sweet spot where I'm just feeling fantastic. And beyond that, um, a little chocolate never hurts. <laughs> Ooh, nice. That's so interesting that you say meditation because that's like not the first thing I would have picked. <laughs> but I love that quality about you. What about you, Anna? 
So lately I've been big into scents, so like aromatic candles and essential oils, everything. I find them really grounding and they really help me go back to the present moment. I'm right now big into like woodsy scents, like pine and cedar wood. Ooh, those are nice. That's so beautiful. You have to come up to Canada uh, and come hang out in all the... (laughs) big cedar trees <laughs> oh my god i would love that yeah that's so that's so cool so do you how do you use your oils i'm really curious so i keep a diffuser by my by my desk at the office and i just lately i've been keeping it on like full time while i'm sitting there and then the minute i get home in the evenings the first thing i do is light some candles some aromatic candles and just sit by them and remember to inhale they just keep me in the moment by reminding me to take deep breaths Mm, I love that that's so beautiful my pre-podcast ritual is always smelling some grapefruit essential oils I don't really do much with my essential oils other than just inhale them but I kind of sniffed it too hard and I kind of snorted it (laughs) I was so worried I was gonna have to cancel on you too because it was gonna start burning in my nose but it's all good (laughs) That sounds really painful. I like did not mean to, but anyways, that's like my, that's like my extent for essential oils <laughs> and my vast, vast array of how I use them. So what, what is like the biggest thing that maybe Jess has taught you to? And when did you both start getting into Jess? And do you want to go first? So I think I started, I, I really haven't got an idea how I got to Jess podcast, but I've been listening to her for, I think, three and a half years. Oh. And she's taken us through this ride, you know, from the very businessy interviews and podcasts she was doing at the beginning through her own journey of self-discovery and, you know, her spiritual journey. And I think the biggest takeaway I've had from her right now is this concept of following my joy. And... Alignment is all about, you know, knowing what is bringing me joy in the present moment and just putting that at the forefront of every decision I make minute by minute. Um, And I had a a very profound moment with her. You may remember doing one of the coaching calls we had with her in which my biggest learning was, you know, I I only need to attach myself to that feeling of joy and alignment, which has been really profound. Yeah. I remember you doing your coaching call session. It was really fascinating because I was just actually rewatching those recently and your session was right after my session. And I remember thinking, whoa, Anna is so articulate and like so deep. I was going to say your episode on the lively show. No, no. You (laughs) in the hot seat with Jess. (laughs) It was so articulate and so beautiful. And the way you said it was so poetic. I remember just like trying to write down everything you said. And I I really loved your your session with her in the hot seat. Oh, thank you so much for saying so. It was to me, it was enlightening. It was one of those life-changing moments being able to, to speak to her at that point. Mm, I love that. So what about you, Christy? When did you, when did you get into Jess? I think I've been listening to Jess for about three years. So this is probably a little less than Anna, but uh, the same thing. I was listening when she was doing interviews with all sorts of different people and just really loved that. And then when she started down this journey with just the life of flow and like living in the moment and being present to joy, I couldn't get enough of it it really hit me at a time in my life where I was ready for it. And so the biggest takeaway for me has always been this idea of the river and the idea of letting the river flow you to where you're supposed to be going versus like paddling upstream. I can see in retrospect that in my life, I've done a lot of upstream paddling. And now I notice that I kind of get to the same place, but I can either do it in a way that makes brings me a lot of joy and happiness, or I can do it with a lot of struggle and strife. So that's been my biggest takeaway from the new Jess, I guess, you know, the last couple of years. But I was transformed. I had one of these moments kind of like what Anna is speaking about when I she first launched Flow with Intention. I was in that first round and it was a turning point in my life. It really shifted something in me. And it came right at the right moment as these things tend to do. 
And um, it was like a light bulb went on. And I've been a happy person my whole life. But, you know, Jess talks about you think you're happy until you really know what that joy feels like. And that's kind of what it's opened up for me is this whole other life of just being so present to enjoying what life has to offer instead of fighting against it. Mm, yeah, that metaphor of the river is so powerful. That was such a powerful moment for me too, because I was like, oh, I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> and I just think it just makes so much sense. And yeah, I definitely agree that I feel like, I mean, I've also been kind of recently new to her. I've only been listening to the show for maybe about a year, maybe a year and a half. And this was her last round of live Flow with Intention was my first time doing it. So it's been really cool to actually go back and listen to like old Jess and like her old works because I only know her as has new Jess, which has been yeah. really fun. So I would also love to ask before we go into depth on RTT and Theta about how you two individually got into this stuff specifically, because it's kind of like definitely different but also like totally on purpose and on point and on path. And I'm so curious as to like your own individual evolutions to getting into these modalities, which, you know, we don't exactly learn about in school. So Anna, do you want to start us off? So I don't think I got into it as much as it basically chose me. It flowed to me so naturally, maybe about a year ago, probably a bit more than that, a friend of mine had mentioned Theta Healing and a beautiful experience someone close to her had had during, using this modality. I, however, knew nothing about Theta Healing and I just, you know, kind of heard it and buried, buried it somewhere in my brain. But then during Flow with Intention, Jess actually kept mentioning Theta Healing as a, as a powerful technique. And... I was quite curious and I thought this sounds really interesting and of course it's either flow or or the ultimate algorithm of Facebook I got into Facebook the next day and there was you know an ad for a theta healing intro session about two blocks from where I live wow and I was like oh my god this is really powerful so I immediately shoot an email to my friend and say this sounds cool do you want to come and she was like, yes, let's go. And we went to that intro session and we both felt like, oh, this is powerful. This is really, really powerful stuff. And from there on, it was just like happening after happening after happening, everything pointing me towards, you know, that data healing training and the basic training and then the advanced training. And from then on, it's been so easy, you know, getting people to practice with, getting people to work with using this, this modality that's been just like unbelievably easy for me to follow this path. I love that. That's such a beautiful story of flow too, of how it finds you. And I loved how you shared that you didn't get into it. It came to you. I feel like that is like the ultimate pinnacle of, of flow and alignment of it coming to us versus, you know, going out and getting it. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So what about you, Christy? How did you get into RTT? It's kind of the same thing where these things sometimes just find us. So probably about four years ago, I was um, kind of in a, a bit of a health crisis or coming out of a health crisis. And I had actually seen a hypnotherapist near me and um, had done some really interesting work around mindset. And I loved that. And then when that first round of flow with intention was beginning, my intention that I set during that course was, when my youngest son goes to kindergarten and is in school full time, I want to re-enter the workforce in some way, but I don't want to go back to my corporate job that I'd had before. I wanted to do something and I set the intention that it would be something that was flexible so that I could still devote myself to my children in the way that I wanted to, but that I would be able to help people and that I would love. And so I set that intention in that first flow with intention course. And all of a sudden, as things kind of were unfolding, I realized that I was familiar with Marissa Peer's work, and she's the creator of Rapid Transformational Therapy from some other um, things that had come into my life from before. So I thought, I should give this a try. I'm familiar with hypnotherapy. I love Marissa Peer. And so I found myself a Rapid Transformational Therapist to do some work with 
And it was such a profound experience for me. I knew it was something that I needed to be trained in because it took something that people had all of my life told me, Christy, you're such an encourager. It's like your gift. You just can see in people things that they can't see in themselves. And I, although I had been doing that my whole life, it often bounces off people when you give them compliments or you point out things they're really good at. Uh, people just can't see their self-worth. And I knew that taking that, which was just such an ingrained part of me, and giving it a vehicle like rapid transformational therapy to actually help it stick with people and show them their self-worth was what I was destined for. And it fit exactly what I was looking for, something that I loved, something that I could help people with, and something that was so flexible that I could continue to be the kind of mother that I wanted to be. So it just unfolded so beautifully. And I used all the principles of flow that I had learned to basically set myself up into going to the first live training in America last year. Just everything that happened to where I was staying and all of that just flowed so beautifully. I knew it was meant to be. Mm, I love that. And I love how flow has been such a huge principle in both of your journeys and that this way of living and this way of doing things, like once you get into it and you have, and you're also coming from like a, a good intention, it totally works. I remember like when I first started listening to Jess, I'm like, what is this? My actual, my first thought when I first started to listen to her podcast episodes was like, who would pay for these courses? And then here I am a year later, be like, here, take my credit card. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> and it's so, it's so true of when it's really meant to be like the stars really do align. And I just, I love how both of you have experienced that in this work as well. So Christy, can you expand a little bit more about who this Marissa Pure chick is because her name gets tossed around a lot and sort of what is the deal with the conscious and the subconscious mind? Sure. Well, Marissa Pure is a genius. I mean, she is the creator of rapid transformational therapy and she's been a hypnotherapist for 30 years, over 30 years. And what she's done over the body of her work is really distilled down the best parts of hypnotherapy and some other modalities and kind of combine them in a way that you can use hypnosis to do very fast, deep work. And it was her life's work and she's very good at it. And recently she, she realized that she wanted to leave a legacy and that would entail training other people to do what she has done. And she has been able to do that in such an amazing way, but she is just incredibly inspiring. And she's really a genius. I mean, being in her presence, taking the live training where she's actually teaching and mentoring me was, I describe it, and I don't say this lightly, but like watching miracles happen to see her work. So Marissa Peer, you can find her on the internet. You can just look her up. She has some TED Talks, YouTube videos, and I highly recommend it. Just the information on mindset that she freely gives is so helpful in this modern life that we're, we're living, especially if you're looking to live in more of a flow state or looking to really expand your joy. So she found through all of her work that accessing the subconscious mind and really getting some deep work didn't need to be something you had to basically spend your whole lifetime pursuing. She was like, no, all of the information is there if you know how to get it. So the subconscious mind is basically the part of us the bigger part of our mind, really, but it's the part that's playing out in the background. So when you think about like your computer, there's all these background programs that run so that you can have maybe your Word document open or something like that. So those things would be the conscious mind, the things that you're experiencing every day, the way we're talking to each other right now, the way we interact with the world, but our subconscious programming is running in the background and it's taking meaning from everything that we do. And then it's actually then telling us what meaning we should have for that in our lives. And that's all based on the experiences we've had. And a lot of it is programmed from the time we're born until we're about 14 years old. All of the time where, you know, we're with our parents and teachers and things like that. We're really just sponges sucking things up, learning about how the world works. And unfortunately, sometimes we take meaning that doesn't serve us in our adult life. So what RTT does is help you go in, look at the meaning that you've placed around something and then release it so that you can actually go back to what I like to call, you know, basically resetting yourself back to your original DNA, back to that miracle that you were created as. So that's kind of a, a brief overview of what the subconscious and conscious mind are and who Marissa is. But 
honestly, it's just such a profound work to be able to go in and change the meaning that we may have placed on something when we were three years old, not understanding the world. Mm -hmm. That was so well explained, Christy. Thank you so much. You did a really good job. And yes, I, I definitely agree around her, her bits that she shares. Cause I watched all of Marissa Pierre's Ted talks and they are so good just to even, you know, delve deeper into mindset. Mindset is an area that I'm so passionate about and I love to talk about. And then I've been learning about the subconscious mind and that is some deep stuff. And <laughs> yeah, RTT really, it really goes deep. Now, Anna, before we get into other stuff, can you also talk about the different levels of brain waves and sort of how our brain functions and how, what kind of like happens when you get into that theta state? Okay. So there are about four or five types of brain waves that we know of, and they are always present in your brain, all of them. The question is, which ones are predominantly there at any given moment. So beta waves, beta waves are, you know, the regular waves, the ones that we're most familiar with, the ones that we use when we are in our normal waking state of consciousness, when we're directing our attention towards the outside world and connecting with the outside world. So for example, now that we're talking, we're in beta mode, if you want, it's a fast activity. There is a level that is above beta, so that's called gamma. Gamma are the fastest brain waves, and they are what helps coordinate and regulate all the information processing from different brain areas. Those are relatively new in terms of what we know of them, and science still hasn't figured out much how gamma waves work and what the specific purpose is. Then below beta and the reason why I talk below is because each each type of wave is actually slower than the previous one. So below beta we have alpha and alpha brain waves are of course slower than beta and they are what happens during quietly flowing thoughts. It is you know the power of now if you want. It is that energy of mindfulness. It is a resting state for the brain. They help, you know, overall mental coordinator. Coordination is about being calm, being alert, integrating your mind and body and being in a learning open mode. Then below alpha, we have theta. And theta are those brain waves that naturally occur during that threshold between being awake and being asleep. And they are also what happens during deep meditation. Theta waves are what regulates our intuition, and it, they happen when our senses are withdrawn from the outside world, and they focus on the signals originating from within. So it is all about, you know, information beyond our senses, information beyond our normal, our normal state of awareness, if you like. And then below theta, what we have is delta. And delta is just the slowest, but the loudest. It is dreamless sleep. It is your profound sleep, and it's all about healing and regeneration. So as you see, they all happen together. They all work together. It is about you know focusing on, wh on which one for a specific task at a specific moment. Mm, okay, gotcha. So you can correct me if this is wrong, but is the subconscious mind we can access it in theta and lower, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Okay, cool. And then, so when we get into these deeper meditative states, that's when we can really touch into our intuition, but also the other kind of goodies that our subconscious mind have locked away for us to go figure out and uncover. And thank you. Yeah, that was so perfect, Anna, for how you described that as well. So I'd love to also take a second to deep dive into what these two modalities are because I had the pleasure and joy of working with you both and doing an RTT session with you, Christy, and doing a Theta Healing session with you, Hannah. And I love them both. I actually, I just to give the listeners some context, I did them back to back and I thought the two of them together was so powerful. I feel like I had like all the good vibes in one go. I had noticed changes like 
the Monday night, I had done a theta healing with you, Anna, and I noticed changes right after that. And then the next morning I had my RTT session with you, Christy, and I noticed changes after that. But I feel like the two of them, it was like the one, two punch as if you were like boxing to use like the most uphill, (laughs) uphill upstream metaphor ever. But it felt like whatever I had to let go of and what I was working on, because I had mentioned in a previous podcast episode was sort of this like block that I had felt around sort of like money, success, and abundance, and sort of this ability to receive. That was sort of the message my subconscious mind was telling me when I was asking my intuition, like, what is there? So I would love to get into this chat and talk about what these two modalities are like and what it's like to do them from the perspective of, you know, being the teacher and also the student. Because for the listener's context, we have all taken all of each other's work. So Christy and Anna have both done Theta and RTT with each other, and I've done RTT and Theta with both of them. So we're just going to have a chat about what it's like from all the perspectives. So let's begin with some RTT. Christy, can you talk a little bit about what the process of RTT is like and like what we actually do in a session? Yeah. So first of all, someone would have an issue, something that's causing them pain, either physically or emotionally a block, something like that. And then um, we would take that particular block and I put the person in or whoever your therapist is, puts you under into hypnosis, which is just a really light trance. And it's not something where you lose your ability to be in control of yourself. It's really just kind of like a deep relaxation of the nervous system, allowing that subconscious mind to come forward. And we go and do regression. So we regress the client to memories that are all to do with where this particular issue stems from. And that basically is the deep work. It's going back to these early memories. Most of them are usually between, you know, like I said, that zero to 14 age range. Sometimes there's other profound memories that kind of stack on top of that, that have reinforced things as you get older, but going back to find where this belief was created what the meaning is that you've took from it, why your mind is thinking it's protecting you by creating the pain, the block, um, perhaps the physical issue, and then releasing those things. And we do that in a number of different ways during a session. And then after releasing them, we move you towards what you want. And the way we do that is through a personalized recording based on what came up in your session. And that recording is used for 21 days following the session to really cement in the new thought patterns and beliefs. So if any of your listeners know anything about neuroplasticity or, you know, creating new neural networks in the brain, you can think of our behaviors, our beliefs as like a rut that's formed in the road. And every day we're traveling down this same rut. And so until we can get you out of that and form basically a new path, you're going to continue to bump into that problem. So what the recording is doing is really reinforcing, getting you out of that old rut and getting you into what it is you really want to move towards, leaving pain behind, leaving a block behind, whatever that may be, and then rewiring the brain to stay there, to stay out of that old pattern and into the new pattern. And that's kind of what an RTT session is in a nutshell. So the actual session, the one-on-one time is between 90 minutes and two hours, depending on the session. And then it's 21 to 30 days post-session where you're listening to this personalized recording to really cement in those beliefs and those changes and release that issue that you've come in with. Perfect. Yeah. And then to also clarify, let's talk a little bit more about hypnosis because I think a lot of people would get thrown off (laughs) by that word. So can you explain what happens when somebody gets hypnotized? Yeah. So hypnosis is really just you can think of it like a deep meditation. So again, Anna was discussing the brainwaves. It's moving you out of a beta brainwave and down into those lower brainwaves, those alpha and theta brainwaves where the subconscious mind can come forward. The way we do it in rapid transformational therapy is by using your eyes. You roll your eyes upward, which activates a nerve in your body, in your eye socket, that is going to start that hypnotic process, which is literally just relaxing your nervous system putting the nervous system almost to sleep in a way so that that subconscious mind can come forward and that conscious mind can drift off to the side. So when you're in hypnosis, it's not as you would see on TV that or in the movies that it can sometimes be portrayed. Hypnosis is a state of suggestibility, but you can never take a suggestion. You would never take a suggestion that you absolutely didn't want. 
So people are often concerned that, well, you know, when I'm in hypnosis, will I be out of control or can you make me do things that I can't? And that's not the case. The hypnosis, the depth of trance that we use for rapid transformational therapy is actually quite light because we want you to be able to communicate with us and you'll remember the session afterwards. If someone has a regressed memory come up that they don't want to discuss with their therapist, they can tell us in the session that they don't want to. All that we would need to know is the feelings behind what is coming up and not necessarily the memory to help them process it. So yeah, hypnosis isn't anything to necessarily be afraid of. It's not like you would see, it's not stage hypnosis where we make you cluck like a chicken or any of that. It's literally just a deep relaxation of the nervous system to allow that subconscious mind to provide answers to what you're looking for. So does that answer your question, Kelly? Yeah, that's totally perfect. I would describe it like in the role of like a student, I would say it was as if you were just leading me through a meditation, like it not being anything else. Because I was all like, ooh, what's it going to be like when I'm hypnotized? But it was literally as if I was taking one of your guided meditations or like at you know, I know you do meditation workshops and it was just, it's just like that. I wouldn't describe yeah. it as anything like anything else or weird or anything I had seen on TV growing up. So what kind of stuff can people fix through RTT? Oh my goodness. Really almost anything. So I like to say if you're having physical or emotional pain, it's generally something that can be helped or relieved completely through rapid transformational therapy. So things I work with most commonly, physical pain, migraines, irritable bowel syndrome, people who have just pain, like chronic pain in their body and inflammation, a lot of those things are stemming from unexpressed emotion that's being trapped in the body and your body is basically giving you symptoms and signs. It's saying there's something here that needs to be released or it's found a different outlet for it to kind of release that for you. Also, depression, anxiety, phobias, really so many things. But the biggest thing and the thing I like to do the most is really deep work on self-worth because we are all, we all are born onto this planet, loving ourselves and knowing our complete worth. And unfortunately, over time, things that happen in our life can erode that. So going back in and seeing where we've taken this meaning that we don't need anymore and releasing that is such deep and profound work. And really all of these other issues that are people are experiencing pain or you know, motivation at work, all of that stems back to self-confidence and self-esteem anyway. But that's kind of the broad scope of everything that RTT can do. Addiction is a huge one, super amazing work with addiction because addiction is really just trying to fill a hole that we have in ourselves with something else, whether that be food addiction, smoking, alcohol, any of those things. But those things are really well treated with RTT. Perfect. Amazing. So Anna, from the view of another student, is there anything else you would add to this? First of all, as you said, it's much gentler than, than what you would expect. So, you know, you talk about hypnosis and, you know, changing and it sounds so dramatic. I think what I found was RTT to be really smooth and soft and very, very powerful in terms of encouragement. So you get that audio, you listen to that audio recording for the next 21 days, and you just keep getting, you know, every day you discover a bit more about yourself, about how you behave and the reasons why you behave the way you behave or the reasons why you're presenting a certain symptom. But also every day you learn more from the recording and, you know, you get the nuances, you get different things you hadn't heard before. So it's like a a very thorough process of rewiring if you want. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because I felt the same with the meditation homeworks for 21 days after I just finished doing that this week, my 21 days. And I got to a point like what you had shared, Anna, where there was times when I was like, I've listened to this so many times. How did I not get this part? Or like it would finally sink in. And then the part where you talk, Christy, about my words become your words. Uh, like sometimes I was like, oh my God, it's just, I just was processing it totally all as my own. And I was just getting almost in love with those meditations of being like, yeah, I am awesome. <laughs> so those are <laughs> such a fun bit. And I wouldn't use the word like heavy homework by any means. It was like something I really enjoyed doing for 21 days. So I, I'm really glad you brought that up, Anna. And then Anna from your session in RTT, was there anything that you were able to clear that you weren't able to clear through Theta or anything else that really surprised you about RTT? 
I think what helped me about RTT was working, first of all, working with someone else and not just anyone, but someone as kind and as knowledgeable about her technique as Christy. I think she really knew what she was doing and she was going beyond what I was saying, if you if you like. So she was very quick at reading the emotions and the thought patterns that were held behind the situations I was manifesting, which I think was very, very powerful. Mm, yeah, I agree. That's definitely a skill you have, Christy, of being able to like pick up on stuff. Because I remember like in my session, I feel like I, there was stuff that was coming out of my mouth that was so, to me, seemed so random at times. Like when I had scenes that had come through of like, just things I would have never guessed. That's another thing I would share. The regressions were nothing my conscious mind would have ever been able to pick out. Like, just like things with my sister when I was a kid and then one of them being breaking up with my high school boyfriend. I was like, how does this have to do <laughs> with receiving like money and abundance and gifts in my life? But it was just, I loved, yeah, I felt really like safe and supported in, in our session together. And I felt the same with you, Anna. Anna, you were like an amazing practitioner too. I feel like both of you really truly understand your craft and why I wanted to have you both on the show because I feel like you two are such masters at it and I felt like I was with a guru in both of my sessions with each of you it was just like you two totally know what you were doing and it was so perfect and professional and easy and like very well done which was awesome because when you're in that sort of really meditative state you just kind of want it to be simple and and fluid and flowing and I feel like you two both did an amazing job of that so thank you Oh, thank you for saying so. Yeah. Thank you, Lee. That was very nice of you to say about oh. my, my work as well. Thank you. Of course. So I want to chat about Theta for a little bit. So Anna, can you describe a little bit about what a Theta healing session is like? So Theta healing is, you know, about bringing together science and the spiritual side to change your patterns. We use the session to connect with the highest form of energy whether you call it love or God or universe or however you want to call it, and then uh, use that energy to create maybe instantaneous or sometimes, you know, gradual change and emotional well-being. Basically, it's based on quantum physics. And I don't know if you've seen the quantum physics experiment, but subatomic particles have shown to behave differently based on the expectations of an observer or, or whomever is watching the experiment. Basically, subatomic particles meet the expectations of whomever is watching. So, so the role of a theta healer or a theta healing practitioner is merely to be that observer, to watch the changes taking place at an energetic level. But the changes are made by the person themselves just you know wanting to change and of course by the energy of love and uh, infinite growth that the universe has a session usually lasts around an hour and it basically has three phases so and every person has their own style i usually like to start my sessions with a small meditation because i like to bring the people with me on to that theta state i find that um, if we start with a meditation, we're both in a much more intuitive state and then therefore the discussion is much easier and it, it takes away that conscious mind and it flows from intuition straight away and that makes it uh, much faster. Then the second stage is I'll ask for your permission to connect to your energy and then we start the digging process in which we go back and forth to identify together what are the beliefs or the fears or the resentments that are being manifested in the current situation that we want to address. And in this stage, we can also use muscle testing to check for those beliefs and then again to see if the change has been made. And then the third stage is actually the healing and it's me connecting to the energy and being that observer, silent observer in which I allow the energy of creation to address what you need to change or what you seek to change. The, in, during this phase, noting, noting, absolutely noting 
is changed without your explicit permission. I ask permission for everything I need to change, is it whether to remove a belief or to remove a fear or to install a new feeling. And then we go through the digging and the healing process as many times as is needed until the issue is completely resolved so that you always leave a theta healing session feeling happy, feeling calm and feeling energized so, because we make sure it's not about addressing the surface level of the issue but addressing the most fundamental beliefs that are causing it. Mm, I love that. That's so beautiful. I actually had no idea that the role of the theta healer was being the observer and understanding that from like the the quantum mechanics way because I, I'm sure you're film. You're referencing like the double split method, like when you, you know, that example of like when you watch the particles, it does what the observer wants it to do. Are you, is that what you were talking about, roughly? Yes, exactly. And actually, what's interesting about the double slit ex- experiment is it does what the observer wants it to do, but also they there is an additional experiment what in which the there is no way for the particle to know whether it's being watched or not. Mm. The particle only knows at the end of the experiment. And then it behaves as if it has it had known all the way. But when the particle realizes after the experiment that it's being watched, it still behaved as if it was being watched all all along. Mm-hmm. It is really interesting because you know it talks about how time and space are not relevant for energy. Yeah. Quantum mechanics is so fascinating. It's something I've been exploring more and more lately. And it's so interesting to go down that rabbit hole and watch this stuff because it's so cool. I mean, this is the kind of like fun science I wished I learned in like high school physics. <laughs> it's so I fascinating. It is, it is real science, but it has so many consequences in your day-to-day life that you go, you know, when you start learning through, you start learning this stuff, you're like, how come I never knew that science could do this? Yeah, totally. Totally. So what kind of things can people fix through theta healing? So same as RTT, it can be used to address multiple issues from illness to trauma to changing beliefs What I find very powerful about Theta Healing is it allows us to install, if you want, new feelings. So sometimes when we work with energy, we address, you know, this is is the core belief. And let's say the core belief is, I am not worthy of love. Mm. Uh, And we can work on removing that core belief. But then the question is, how do you know? how to feel afterwards if you've never felt worthy of love. Mm. So what we can do in Theta Healing is we can access the energy and your energy to install that knowledge. I now know what being worthy of love feels like, and then I can act in accordance. Mm, Gotcha. Yeah, I really like that. So Christy, from your view as the student, as well, is there anything else that you would like to add about Theta Healing and what it was like? It was profound for me. I didn't fully know exactly what to expect. I had read about Theta Healing, but the actual experience with Anna was so beautiful. It's really hard to describe. I tried to journal a bit about it afterwards, but it was almost hard to put into words how gorgeous it was. And not to jump off topic too far, but I was raised in a rather strict religion that actually some people think of as kind of like a cult. And I left that as I became an adult. And so the beauty of the spiritual aspect of Theta and how healing that was for me, that it wasn't at all triggering. It wasn't at all shameful. It was literally like just receiving all of that, again, miracles that we are, that the creator has created us to be and that loves us, that, that deep sense of love and belonging was very, very profound. And I really felt like after I was trying to explain it to a friend afterwards, and I said, you know, I've done a lot of work with RTT on myself, because, you know, going to training, we, of course, do these things on each other. But this was really like the cherry on top. I have so much understanding of 
why I behaved in certain ways as I, you know, grew up and then into adulthood. But this was really a deep level healing. It really put a bow on things. And it was one of the most beautiful meditative experiences I've ever had. And I didn't realize that maybe everyone did theta a little differently. But that meditation that Anna does at the beginning is so beautiful. It was just a gorgeous, gorgeous experience. Mm, I love that. I would agree. I would also use the word gorgeous. Anna, your meditation was really beautiful. I remember, and it's the only time I've ever accessed it. Like I don't always get visuals in in meditations, but in our session together, I had this beautiful visual of pink, bright light. And I'm pretty sure you were talking about pink, like pink light. And it was like, I could see these streams of pink light. It's so hard for me to describe, but I feel, I felt like I was in like really in the universe. And I know that sounds so crazy and woo woo. And it was so profound. I would also use the word profound. It was like I could access for the first time this higher space. And now when I really want to get deep in a meditation, I go back to that memory and that visual that you first gave me of this like pink, bright light. And it it was just something I had never, ever been able to like mentally go there before ever. And you totally opened me up to that. So thank you for that, Anna. Oh, I'm very humbled by both of your words and your kindness. And what it means, Kelly, what, what you saw there was actually the results of you entering that theta stage. So when we are in theta, we get that clarity, we get that those visuals, but we also get that sense of belonging, that sense of connection, that absolute certainty that we are part of something larger, that we are part of a universe that is actually holding us all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I love what you shared, Christy, as well, about the spiritual aspect of, of sort of what you just said, Anna, of like knowing that you're a part of something bigger and that's kind of all you have to go in with. It's not like a really spiritual thing and there's there's not like a lot of like fancy fixings or anything really religious or traditional. It's it's this concept of connecting with something bigger and that's sort of all, all you need to have because I think, yeah, with sometimes, you know, like you had brought up Christy with like, you know, different religions and sometimes spirituality is a big of a stretch for people, but just this, everybody can connect to this idea of going beyond yourself, which I love that you two both brought that up about Theta because that's definitely what I experienced myself. And so Christy, was there anything that you were able to clear through Theta that you weren't able to do with RTT or was there anything else that really surprised you about Theta? I have to add that. So after the experience, I kind of created what I, I, in my attempts to explain this to people that I know, I was like, I was kind of what I would call theta drunk afterwards. I was so happy. Yes. So blissed out. I definitely, I was like, I don't think I should drive anywhere right now. I was <laughs> like just full of joy. And that was another level. So, you know, I talked in the beginning about how discovering Jess's work and then proceeding down that course of, you know, just really letting go of beliefs that I had formed in a childhood about who I am that were actually not about me at all, took me to another level of joy and experience in this life. Beta healing really was like, okay, I'll up you one. Let's go here too. Like, here's the next level, Christy. Here's what else there is. There is this like, you feel connected, but let's also not only feel connected, but let us, let's fill you with that love, that light, that belonging. And that's really what kind of stuck with me so deeply. And I did also love after our session, Anna was like, you know, explaining how the energetic field works and how her work works, but also said, you know, over the course of the next few days, if things come up, let me know. And I can continue this work energetically with you to kind of, you know, keep this process moving forward for you, which was a beautiful thing, a beautiful support to have afterwards. So yeah, that's, I guess, the other piece for me was just that just expansive joy that I felt afterwards. Mm -hmm. I love how you describe it as being theta drunk. I was so <laughs> theta drunk after my session too. I was like on the bright pink, happy cloud. I remember walking through the streets and I was like, yeah, I feel so good. It, I, it was kind of like cold, but I wasn't even wearing a jacket and it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I totally love Theta Drunk. That's such a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. And actually uh, for me as a practitioner, what's beautiful about Theta is I also get that. It is in no way 
draining of my energy. It actually fills me up with joy and love as, as it does to you when you're receiving the, the healing, which to me is just so beautiful and powerful. Mm-hmm. That's I love that piece too. That is so fascinating too, that it works in both directions for the student and the practitioner. So I want to also talk about how RTT and Theta can be done online, which is like the beauty of all this. So can we chat a little bit about who would be a really good candidate for RTT or Theta and like how people can find a practitioner or like learn more if they're interested? Do you want to go first, Christy? Sure. Um, So yeah, RTT can be done completely online, which is wonderful because you can have this experience in the comfort of your own home, surrounded by your own things, so you don't have to go anywhere afterwards. So you would be a perfect candidate for RTT if you are really ready to make a change in something that is you know, affecting you in that way, causing physical or emotional pain. So I always like to have people do a scale from one to 10 on their issue before we go into a session. And I really feel like, especially something like addiction or a deep illness or something like that, an eight, and above is where you want to be on that pain scale. And the reason for that is doing the homework, the 21 days afterwards is such an integral part that you want to be invested in the change process. You want to be ready to do the work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I recommend people do kind of to assess themselves before they jump into this process. And then as far as finding a practitioner, you can go to Marissa Peer's website and she has like find a practitioner link in there. And it links to all of the people who have been through her training, either in person or she also does some online training. And then there, of course, you can just search like rapid transformational therapist in my area and see kind of what comes up through the the old Google search engine. But it is a wonderful process that all the rapid a rapid transformational therapist has to be able to do is see you and you just need to be able to hear them. So it can be done so easily online. Perfect. And then what about you, Anna? Who do you think would be a really good candidate for theta healing and how can they get in touch with a practitioner? So the only thing you really need to do for theta healing is to believe that there is an energy that is bigger than ourselves. As I said, whatever you want to call it, but you have to believe there's something else, something more. Otherwise, it's just very, very difficult because, you know, your conscious mind has to be able to accept the work that's being done. And you have to be able to say yes and to give your conscious and explicit permission to the changes for it, for them to be made. If you want to work with a, a Theta Helix practitioner, what you can do is go to the website. It's www.thetahealing.com. And you can find all the certified practitioners and you can find there also the trainers in your area for all the different levels of theta, theta healing training. The sessions can be done online as well or can be done via phone because I, as I explained earlier, uh, energy has, is, not time, is not bound by time or by space. It plays by their own rules. So all you need to do is, you know, a way to listen or to see the person you're working with for the first time. And then after that, it is as easy as dropping a WhatsApp or saying, can can you help me with this? And then once the practitioner has been able to access or connect to your energy, then that connection can be reinstated when, when you so desire and when you give your explicit permission for the practitioner to do so. Perfect. Yeah, that's one more piece I want to add is the idea of the explicit permission every single time, which I thought was such a a beautiful part of it, because that was a really unique piece as well about Theta that I I really enjoyed as well. So just a couple quick final closing Q&A, because this is a good spot for us to wrap up. So Anna, we're going to start with you first. What would you say to someone who's just starting out on this journey? Trust the universe. Trust that the things that you need will come to you. Trust that you are being supported. And if you don't know how to trust, just repeat to yourself every day, I will learn how to trust. The universe will show me how to trust. And that is the perfect beginning. Wow. I love that. That's so beautiful. So what are some of your other favorite woo-woo things you're also obsessed with and loving right now? 
So right now I'm into all kinds of woo-woo and not woo-woo things. On the woo-woo side, I've been really big into uh, moon rituals lately. I don't know if you know Spirit Daughter, but no. she does these beautiful new moon and full moon workbooks that come with like a meditation and a yoga practice and then some journaling prompts for the new moon and for the full moon. And they are absolutely beautiful and gorgeous. And then on the non-woo side, for the people that are a bit more rational, I've always loved Brené Brown. I find her books to be beautiful, comforting, and, you know, they really make you feel like you're not alone in this world. Mm, I love that. And then lastly, where can listeners find you online and say hello? So they can find me on Twitter as Ana Cocina. And then on Instagram as Lokeana Cocina. That's L-O-Q-U-E-A-N-A-C-O-C-I-N-A. Perfect. I will put those links in the show notes for people. So, Christy, what would you say to someone who's just starting out on this journey? Do not ever doubt the power that you have within your own mind to heal yourself and to change your life. As Anna mentioned, the universe is here to support us. And once you can establish that trust, even if it does take a little bit of, you know, jumping into the unknown or using a mantra every day to build that trust muscle, everything that you need is within yourself. You just need to learn how to access it. Mm, I love that. You two are both so profound. This is like the best wrap up Q&A ever. <laughs> <laughs> So what are some of your favorite, amazing, cool woo-woo things that you're loving right now, Christy? Oh, I'm so far down the rabbit hole with human design, which is um, kind of a typology. So a, a human typology that combines astrology, the I Ching, and Kabbalah to kind of, um, based on your birthday, the place you were born, and the time that you were born, kind of show you where you fit into how you show up in the world. And it has been fascinating and it's so kind of complex and layered that I am just day by day kind of trying to unravel who I am, how I show up in the world. And it's really teaching me a lot, but more than anything, it's teaching me about my children and how to best mother them so that they can be who they're supposed to be and not who I think they should be, which is something I found to be the key to motherhood, really. So human design is a big thing. And I also am a huge Brene Brown fan, just like Anna. She is just fantastic. Braving the Wilderness one of her, is her newest book. And it last year, I read it while I was traveling on a plane. And everyone that sat next to me, both directions, was like, why is this crazy woman crying into this book? But it was just um, so it was hitting my heart so hard. So she is also a, a hero of mine. Yeah, Brene is a hero of mine too. And I also love um, that you talk about human design. That was something I learned through you talking about it in the Facebook flow chat because I actually went on last night and I'm a generator like you and then I was starting to look it up and then I like messaged my mom was like, hey, what time was I born? Was I born? I got to figure out like my birth chart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like the weird questions she gets now from me but anyways it's uh it's so it's so different but it's I like to just have fun and play with whatever comes up so yeah I'm glad you introduced that because I learned about human design from you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> and then where can listeners find you Christy online and say hi um you can see me at my website Christy Bartelt which is C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-B-A-R-T-E-L-T.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at Christy Bartelt Rapid Transformational Therapy. And I am planning to do kind of a group RTT session to kind of introduce people later in June. So if you go on my Facebook page and like it, you'll get notifications when that is up and going. Cool. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, you two. This was such a fun episode. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you, Kelly. It's been, and Anna, it's been amazing. Thank you, girls. This has been so much fun. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, my friends. And there you have it. That is the show for you today. I hope you found it super valuable and you learned a thing or two, especially about the brain or the subconscious mind or what these modalities are even like. 
So if you really enjoyed it and you got massive value from this episode, please take a second to share it. Share it over on Instagram, tag Christy and tag Anna and tag I in it. I would love to hear what you learned or share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you like to hang out online. It would be so cool to know about your biggest takeaway. So my friends, thank you so much for tuning in, for listening. I adore you. I so appreciate you. And I will see you back here soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon.